I'll just come this way. I'd like to see everybody. Do you mind? Just move. I want to see everybody. Parshas we are dealing with Sefer Shemais are all replete with incredible messages of Emunah. These are the parishes of Emunah of the Yisrael of Klal Yisrael when we became Klal Yisrael. And each parsha has so many things we could choose from. To learn from. The end of this week's parasha we are given and told about the mitzvah of Tfilin for Hoyalakhala Isal Yodakhal is a Koran Banyanecha, the Mantia Tersashem Bificha, Kibiyod Khazakha, Tsiokha Shem Mitzraim. And then the end of the parasha, the last pasuk, v'hoyu v'hoyu la'oisa yodcha u'latayta fois benyanecha ki b'chayzek yod ha'itzianu Hashem mimitzrayim. Chazal tell us that whatever happens in life, whatever we do in life. will be brought to us on the day of reckoning and judgment, unless, of course, we're zeichet to do tshuva. And Chazal goes so far as to tell us that the walls of a person's house will give edus, and anything which we use for whatever purpose will be there to give edus both l'toyv and l'mutav. It's not really that respectful to talk in the back when someone else is talking. Everything will give edus. And will come to give edus to Hanukkah Baruch on that wonderful day of reckoning. I want to share with you a story, a Maisa Shahoya, which was told over Reb Shabshi Yudalevich, the Tzadik Rivrocha, was a famous mug in Yerushalayim. And he told over the following story which happened to him, and how he tried to prove this point. He many times had to travel, and he came to the United States on many occasions, and once he found himself in some far-flung community, not a very big one. And he was spending some time there. And he went into the synagogue, the shul over there. And he was sitting and learning one day. And the president of the synagogue came over to him and said, Rabbi, my son's going to be bar in a few days. Would you mind to prepare him a little bit, teach him a little bit about what it's all about? I did buy a pair of tefillin for him and a talis also. 
teach him a little bit. So he said, okay. He sat with the child, he taught him a little bit. And he explained to him the importance of not just putting on tefillin on the day when he was being bar mitzvahed, but to continue each and every day. And he pressed upon the importance that the bar mitzvah wasn't a ceremony for a one-day shot, but it was something which was kedai to continue. And he spoke to him a few times about this. And then a few days later, Mr. President of the synagogue came over to him and with a very angry face. And he said, I'm very upset. He said, why? What did I do? He said, well, I don't know what you told my son. Sorry. I told him the importance of wearing film every day. And that's what the mitzvah means. So, so my son asked me, Dad, when's your bar mitzvah going to be? We never saw him put on film. And that upset the man, because what's it your business? He said, well, what do you want me to do? I'm not going to lie. I had to tell him the truth. This is what we have to do. We wear our film every day. Except for Shabbos, of course. He didn't want to make the mistake of the guy coming into shul and rolling up his sleeve and putting on film. Someone may have noticed parenthetically, it did happen once in a certain famous yeshiva where a boy stayed up late Thursday night and he actually woke up Shabbos morning not realizing it was Shabbos morning, thinking it was Friday morning, he ran and unfortunately for him, he sat right in front of Bessemedia, she came in and started putting us to film on Shabbos morning pretty embarrassing, to say the least it's a Meister show, it's not a Baba Meister I know the story well I've whatever from the sources which are right there and the yeshivas were all sitting right in front of him it was not such fun Let's get back to our story. Any case, so he said, I'm not going to lie. This is what I told him. Okay. So, came to the day of the Bar Mitzvah and they had a big party. I wouldn't call it a Suda because it probably wasn't such a much a Suda Mitzvah. They had a party. And the rabbi was asked to speak and he spoke about this concept of everything gives witness to one. Whether you do something or don't. And he spoke about the importance of wearing film every day, and it was a very fancy suda. And at the end of the meal, <coughs> Sabsulovich took a beautiful, expensive golden label, ladle and pocketed it. Everyone looked around, what's going on? No one quite dared ask him what was happening. In any case, the guy came to him afterwards and said, you know, uh, this is an expensive piece. It's a family heirloom. It's part of a set. He said, don't worry, he said. The ladle is yet going to tell us whether this boy put on film or not. The ladle is going to come and tell a story. Rabbi, I mean, are you okay? He said, yeah, I'm fine. Don't worry. I didn't lose my marbles. Not yet in any case. He said, what, what do you mean? He said, you know what? Why don't we tell everybody to come to shul tomorrow morning and let's see if the ladle will talk. Okay, the buzz went round town. No one slept that night. Everyone was there that morning in shul on time, of course. They wanted to see this miraculous thing. How's a ladle going to talk and tell us about the film? Okay. It was a few days after the kids' mitzvah, and the rabbi was there, and the boy went up to the bimmer to make a big show of it. And he was taken out, 
his talus. And suddenly there was a tremendous crash and bang, and everyone looked around and said, whoa, the ladle was on the floor. I said, what's going on here? I, said, I told you the ladle will show you something. I said, what do you mean? He said, the ladle is a proof that this boy did not listen. He did not put on his film. He just did it on the first day. Come on, Rabbi. Even the rabbi of the community came over and said, did you do some sort of kishuf over here? It was a magic? He said, no, absolutely not. He said, I told you that the ladle will prove the story. He said, please explain yourself. He said, I'll tell you exactly what it was. You thought I stole the ladle. You were cautious. I wanted the ladle to take it home with me. All I did was I took the ladle. And since I was the one who was training him to put on his film on the first day, and when we put away his talus, I stuck the ladle into the talus in a way that no one would see it. And had he put the film the next day, they would have found the ladle. It would have fallen to the floor. But now that we're three days later, and we took out the talus, that's where the ladle came from. There's no wudu wudu. There's no kishif, no magic. The ladle told the story that this boy never put on his film since that first day. And now it was three days later. And the oilam was shocked. Taken aback. Wow. If that's the case. So now he said to them, let's go back to what I spoke to you about a few days ago. Maybe now you can believe that the walls of a house can give aidus, can give witness to what a person did. And the walls will speak volumes. And everything they do will speak volumes. And I was thinking about this. I've read this many, many, many years ago, this story. And I was thinking about it this afternoon. This evening, actually, to more correct. We're in the weeks, what's called Shovavim. Shovavim, top this year, because every year. Where we're meant to stop to think a little bit about Kedusha. A little bit about our Shmira Soenayim. Just to try and drop, be Makadish ourselves. We're not going to change overnight to become tzaddikim. No, it's not going to happen. Why was I thinking about it? Because today, we're living in a world where we can think that we're hiding something from ourselves, from our parents, from God maybe even. We put ourselves in a little corner and we take something into our hands which nobody knows about. And nobody ever will know about it. It's between you and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But the walls have ears. The walls have eyes. And it will be known. Hopefully we'll do tshuva before it gets known. But let's not fool ourselves. That we can hide. Ayn Roya, the Shomas. And if we didn't believe it till now, that there's a concept of an Ayn Roya, Hakarish Baruch Hu put it into our heads because now we have a GPS, 
and you turn it on or your ways, whatever it is, and it tells you where you made a mistake and it's following millions and millions of people around the globe at the same time. And it knows exactly where you are. And if you made a mistake, turn around, you made a mistake. You got to change your direction. It sees the direction we're going. So if we doubt it for a moment, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu can see. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu created a man who had the brains to think of this incredible, incredible thing, that wherever you are, wherever on the globe, it'll find you exactly where you are, to the inch. So who are we fooling? Do we really think that it's possible to do something and nobody to know about it? Do we really think that we can hide and put ourselves under the blanket, so to speak? With a flashlight reading the book after mommy and daddy told us to just go to sleep? No one's going to know, right? The blanket will know. That little device will know. Let's stop to think for a moment. Is it worthwhile? Who are we doing a favor to? We're harming ourselves. You know that as well as I do, as well as anybody else does. And why wait to that moment where those walls will scream loud and clear, What did you do? Why? Was it really worthwhile? Was it something which was really beneficial to you? Of course not. Don't forget that boom of the ladle and what it meant to so many. 